Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, Mark. Hi, Liz. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you? Well, you know what? I'm doing great. I'm very excited about this episode. I know you are. I barely even want to talk about anything mm-hmm. else. I just want to hop into it. But I did want to give a little shout out to one of our big fans, Jupe. Yes. He's been with us since day one. And we Hi, love... Jupe. Yes. Yeah. Hello. We love his comments. And uh, he listens every week. And uh, and I guess episode 17, maybe, I kind of was like, all right, I understand now why women get married so many times. And I apologize to uh-huh. those women. And he, he sent me a message. He's like, okay, soap opera name, lady. <laughs> <laughs> soap opera. Well, it is. It Liz, is. Liz Legree Butler Duran Hainsworth Duran. Or something. <laughs> I think I switched to just yeah just throw all the names in there I think it's hilarious so I wanted to give him a shout out because he's been a friend of the podcast for a Mm -hmm. long time and you know what I'm so excited about this episode we're gonna get right into it you know what I thought would be fun what if we could have volunteers Mm send us voice memos that say welcome to my grandma's oh, eyes yeah, kind of like how do you ever listen to through line on npr no i don't okay first of all it's an amazing show uh-huh. but they do a thing where a listener and i've sent one in uh-huh. <laughs> where you go and say like hi i'm jeff from missouri and you're listening yes. to through line oh yeah I've, so yeah yeah so if anybody wants to send us a okay. voice memo on our instagram or our facebook cool. and say like say your name where you're from and mm-hmm. that you're listening to my grandma's diaries mm-hmm. you can take over me and my screechy voice going well So wouldn't that be fun? Yes. I think that would be so much fun. So bring them on. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm from New York City, and you're listening to My Grandma's Diaries. Okay, so now I definitely want to wrap up episode 18 in case you've dropped out of the sky. And this, honestly, though, for today, if you've (laughs) dropped out of the sky and this is your first episode, go for it. This episode is full of so much fun information. And then you can go, I think we're getting better and better every week. Yes. I think every week we're kind of narrowing our focus. We're finding new ways to explore these people and their Mm -hmm. lives. I just, I'm so excited about today. But, and last episode was big. 
because mm-hmm. it started off, they were still living in Step Rock. Mm-hmm. Boyce was talking to Elizabeth about Francis. Francis starts making a wedding ring quilt. Everybody's right. a buzz. What's going to happen with Francis? Mm-hmm. A little kitten followed Elizabeth home. That's right. Danny boy, the kitten. Danny boy. And this was the episode where she wished she had shoes. Yes. And that made us feel really sad. And then the more I thought about that, I thought, I guess what she means are nice shoes. You think? I'm sure she... I she mean, has she something had, on her feet. For sure. Yeah. At the very least, she had bought those work boots right before they went into yeah. all that debt at the store. Yeah. I think she means like pretty shoes yeah. to wear to church. You think? Or, yeah. or to the dances. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's what I think. Dad was drinking. Yeah. Things are quarrelsome. Even the Dean and Helen were fighting all the time. And Bill sent her a letter that he broke up with his girlfriend, Victoria. Victoria. So back burner Bill in Bell is available again. She said that she hadn't had a date for five months. Hmm. And then boom, dad says they get to move back to Bell. Mm-hmm. Yay. Mm-hmm. So she goes back and she immediately starts dating Bill, which is exciting. And then they date and then they break up and then they date and then they break up. And we right now, I don't think I even know if they're together. (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't either. It's hot and cold with Bill. And it ended with dad being out of work again. He's coming back to Bell. And 1934, one of the worst years of the Great Depression. Oh, was it? Yeah. 33 and 34. That's like the bullseye. You know, it's gosh, it's got to be so hard because, you know, he has to feel so emasculated. Everyone's looking at him like, Daddy, save us. Mm-hmm. And no wonder he's drinking. Mm-hmm. So in this episode, there are going to be a lot of new things. And one thing that's new is that I have gotten my hands on the Bell Banner. The newspaper. And, uh-huh. And so now I am I'm literally reading every page of that newspaper to find interesting things to add to the podcast. Yes. So as Elizabeth talks about uh-huh. something, I'll probably find it in the newspaper. One of the first things I saw from February of 1934 was this in the social section, Mrs. Bessie Hartzell to Bell. She will live with her mother, Mrs. Sarah Underwood. So How it, cool. It's in the thinking, newspaper, this yes. move that she makes in uh, the diary. Wow. It's, a, it's amazing Dang. the things they put in the social section I, of the newspaper. I, I agree. Like Mrs. Travis went shopping on exactly. Saturday. I'm like, okay. I know. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, we think Facebook is invasive, but yeah, I mean, I was like, I didn't want my all. husband to know I was shopping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So we're going to be getting into a lot of oh, that. Oh, how cool. That's on a this great episode. Find. Yes. And that was the first one. And now let's see what's happening with Elizabeth. April 4th, 1934. 17 years ago, I was brought forth into this world to bring joy to some and sorrow to others. After supper, Bill came over. He brought me the cutest tan purse and compact. We sat on the porch a while. Then we went to the drugstore. <laughs> wow. Sorrow to some. Uh, joy to some, sorrow to others. Sorrow to whom? I know, I right? guess these boys, she's, maybe she's still. Well, that's true. Yeah, broke a lot of hearts. She she certainly has. But this stood out to me in a big way because this is the first year she's had a birthday and that she's gotten a gift. Yeah. None of the other birthdays we've had so far. That's a good observation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she didn't get something from her family. Yeah. Okay, She got something from Bill. Little, yep, a little tan purse and a little compact. Oh, Isn't that sweet? Yeah. And also kind of sad that this is the first time. Because, I mean, we know what she gets for Christmas. You know, she Uh gets hose, she gets candy. I mean, this is it. So I thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. April 6th, 1934. Went to school all day. It was raining when I came home. Just sat around. I had to go to Mr. Maniki's early 
There was quite a crowd there, and I think everyone had a good time. Bill, Francis, Pickles, Othello, and I took Mabel and Bill home after the party. I'm glad it's over. I'm so tired. Seventeen years ago today, USA entered a world war. Wow. And it's so funny when you read that. You, yeah. Your mind immediately thinks, you mean World War One? No. Yeah. Yes. But she doesn't know there will be a World War Two. Oh, yet. that's true. How true. So isn't that neat? We it's entered a, world, a war. world war. That is such a wild thing to think about. And for, for her, because, you know, it's 17 years ago, it's went the year she was born. So yeah, that, that makes right. it interesting to her, first of all. And then the fact that a world a war. world war. Can you imagine at her age going, God, I hope I we never have another world right. war. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. And she lived through two world wars. Well, she wouldn't have known about the first one. Right. But her parents would. And their worries about not wanting to be involved in another war mm-hmm. would probably have a lot to do with how she feels about it when mm-hmm. we get closer to World War II. Didn't want to go to war right. and lose her friends and her husband. Oh. Man, I know, but that's the future right so, now. Seventeen years ago today, U.S. entered a world war. Mm-hmm. What an interesting entry! I know, I know. So I wanted to meet Mrs. Manicky. Mm-hmm. She was hard to find because Elizabeth didn't know how to spell her name correctly, mm-hmm. and her handwriting it, it gets real sloppy in mm-hmm. 1934. This is really? the hardest year to really? read. But I mentioned in last week's episode, the census for Bell mm-hmm. is so small. It literally takes me no time to open it, go to George Underwood, Mm -hmm. you know, where they're living, and then just walk up and down the street of the census. So I found Miss Manneke because I'm like, Uh oh, Elizabeth just spelled it wrong. Uh And Miss Manneke has parties a lot. Back in February in the Bell Banner, Mm -hmm. you could go to the Manneke's to look at new silk and hose that had arrived. Was it a store? So, no, this is actually her house. She went to Mrs. Manneke's home. But I think out of her home, she's selling stuff like later Francis is going to sell makeup like Avon. Uh And this is fabrics. Oh. I know. Isn't that that's cool? That's how it was done. Yes. So this Mrs. Manneke was born Mildred Wallace mm-hmm. in 1885, and she's most certainly related to Ray and Rex. And then I was looking, because now I'm all about Bell, Missouri. Mm-hmm. The, uh, one, the Wallaces are one of the early founders of Bell. Now, and, who are the Wallaces? Uh, Ray and Rex. Ray Wallace, Ray. who marries Lil. Yes. And Rex, Gussie's who we're going to talk about. Yeah. Gussie's best friend. Best friend. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Minicky was born Mildred Wallace. She was born to Ed and Linda Wallace. Her grandfather had immigrated here from Germany. He was a first-generation American. Well, actually, yeah, she's the first-generation American he then, right? Born. He's an immigrant. Right. And I had mentioned last week, tons of Germans are living yeah, in Bell, said, Missouri. Yeah, I right. think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mildred was one of seven children, and her father was a farmer. And she will marry J.C. Manneke in 1906. And they very quickly have a daughter that they name Mildred in 1908. And then in 1920, surprise, they have another child, a boy, that they named Milfred. Mildred and Milfred? Mildred and Milfred. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> That's crazy. Now, she'll I end like up going by Minnie, Minnie Manicky, and sweet little Minnie dies in 1971 at the ripe old age of 86, and I have a picture of her. Uh-uh. And it's adorable. Uh-huh. She's wearing a big old hat, and it's the picture's from the side, but she's looking at the camera, and she's laughing. Oh, uh-huh. my God. It's a beautiful, oh. candid photograph. And you know... 
I'm trying to figure out how old she is in this picture. Yeah. But you know how the Golden Girls were actually in their 50s? Right. And we think they're 75? Yeah. I think the same of this mini. She's probably 40 Mm because she looks like she's 75. But she's (laughs) not. I know she's not. Right. And she, I can't wait for y'all to see that picture. She's um, beautiful. Where did you find that? Ancestry. Okay. It was on one of the family pages of yes, like, of, of hers. Her family. Okay. You have to really click on all those really family do. ones, and then when you find one, it's like whoa, yes, gold. It is. I know. Uh, so I love it, it. takes. That's why Ancestry takes so much time. You mm-hmm. can't just trust that one family got it exactly. all right. Even if you went to yeah. ours for uh-huh. your family, yeah, we haven't filled in all the dots. Mm, no, and we but. haven't uploaded all the pictures we have. Um, but her son, Milfred, uh-huh. will serve proudly in World War II for five whole months. He was honorably discharged. Uh-huh. So I hope he wasn't wounded so badly. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. I always, you know, amputations in war, it's it's my obsession. So I hope that didn't happen to him. But he was buried with military honors in the 1950s. And his older sister outlived him by 30 years. So Mildred. Mildred. <laughs> Mildred. Milfred. Many. Manneke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt right there. (laughs) April 7th, 1934. After the work was done, Francis and I pieced on a quilt for Fred. After dinner, I bathed. Then Lil and Dottie Matthews, she's from Owensville, spending the week here with Lil, came. We sat around a while, went over to Lil's. I got to feeling bad and came home early. After supper, I was sitting on the porch and Uncle Will came going to bed early. Um, so she doesn't, she she must have had a thought while she was writing this because it wasn't what, very what clearly mean? written. Uh-huh. Lil's friend Dottie Matthews is mm-hmm. visiting for a week from Owensville. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that, well, first of all, let's go in order so I don't forget. First, she's working on a quilt for Fred. Mm-hmm. And this is Fred Underwood. He actually lives a, two doors down mm-hmm. on the census. And he's not a direct uncle. And I wasn't exactly sure how he was related to the Underwood family mm-hmm. until I read your grandfather's obituary mm-hmm. on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And Fred is uh, Bessie's first cousin. Fred is Bessie's first cousin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So George Underwood yep. and his brother S.D. Okay. You know, they, they had a kid. Yeah, and, and they had kids. And so they're all cousins. Okay. Um, but we're not going to talk quite about Fred okay. um, just yet because I have more about Fred later. But his son is Billy. Mm-hmm. And we love Billy. We're going to get mm-hmm. to know Billy. Mm -hmm. Real quickly. But this is an interesting story about Dottie. Mm -hmm. So Dottie was born in Owensville in 1912. Mm -hmm. And when she comes to visit her friend Lil, she's already married to a man named Roy Dixon. They will have eloped in February of 1934. Uh But she won't tell her mother that she's married until after Uh this trip to Bell, Uh because it ends up in the paper in April of 34 in a social column that talks about Dottie and her husband coming to visit her mother in (laughs) Owensville to let her know that they were married and have been married since February 24th. Oh, my. That's some tea. That is some big tea. But you know what? We are going to bump into this so much. As Elizabeth gets older, she has so many friends who run off and elope. Really? And at one point, Elizabeth is going to date a man who constantly says, Uh hey, let's go to another city and get married and not tell anyone. Really? Because. Because what? That's how you did it. Because they want to. What? They want to make sweet, sweet love. And they can't do it unless they're married. But then what if she accidentally got pregnant? 
I well, yeah, don't. I think that's just playing with fire. Your grandmother will say heck to the no okay. on that one, and she does not elope at all. Right. But so many people will, and they'll keep it secret. And so here's Dottie visiting her friend Lil, uh-huh. still going by her, uh-huh. like, I'm Dottie Matthews, when she's not. She's a married woman. <gasps> oh, my. This is coming together so well. I know. Isn't that fun? Yes. It's so, in the paper. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I know. <laughs> And Dottie's name was actually Dorothea. And after she marries Roy Dixon, they moved to St. Louis. And in uh-huh. 1937, they have a little daughter named Barbara Jane and a son named Paul. Uh-huh. But in 1950, she is divorced. Oh. So it didn't last. Maybe they shouldn't have done it in secret. Yeah. Maybe maybe having to run away and get married in secret is Wasn't a, such a great, not a great yeah, start. start. But she's living with her mother in Iowa with her two children. But don't worry, she won't be with her mother for too long. She mm. will meet a Canadian man named John Rawls. Mm. And they get married in 1952 and they move to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Dottie lives to be the age of 95 and she dies in 2007. Oh, Dottie. I know. So little Dottie. And then we have Uncle Will who yeah. comes to visit and this is actually Bess's brother and Elizabeth's mom was from okay. a big family yes and we know her sister Grace Correct. who died, died in 1932 of breast cancer yep. but she had another sister who died in 1930 she was 52 when she died oh. and she had never been married she was an old maid school teacher and her obituary said she became ill and consulted with all the best doctors but nothing could be done whoa oh, now, this is Bess's sister, mm-hmm. another one. Yes. So, she, so she has Grace two sisters who die too soon. Oh, my. And I would imagine that this Four other years, sister, Clara, yeah. is also um, a, a cancer. Right. Oh, no, it's not Clara. I'm yeah, sorry. I was going to say, what is her name? Do you know? Oh, so, no. I forgot to write down her name, but it doesn't matter because she D.E.D. <laughs> yeah, she D.E.D. now. Uh, but it's really but boy, it's, it's, it's 1930 sad. and then 33. So she lost two sisters In and two her dad. Years. Within oh my God. two, three yeah. years. Yes. Oh, wow. And that's why they, that's one reason why they moved back. You know, when you put it that way, Mark, wow. A what of, a, the, mm-hmm. Okay, so the depression mm. hits 1929. One sister dies. Oh my God. Then another sister dies. Then her dad dies. Her husband is out of work. He's mm. drinking. She's got all these children. She has a son with special needs. Mm, I need a Xanax just thinking know, about what she seriously. has to go through. Mm. Oh. But moving on, so Clara is a living sister that she has right now. She has a brother named James, and then, of course, this brother, Will, who was William Jackson Underwood. He was born in 1870, and that makes him 15 years older than his sister, Bess. Mm. And he was the oldest child of George and Sarah Underwood. Mm. He worked as a teacher, just like his dad and his mom had done. Right? right? Isn't that cool? And then, just like his dad, he became involved in banking and became the president of a bank in Steelville. In his obituary, it says he was instrumental in starting this bank. So that's cool. uh, But when we meet him in this diary, he is 63 years old and he owns a farm with his wife, Cora. Mm -hmm. He and Cora had gotten married on Christmas Day in 1895. And they had a daughter who died very young, which was sad. But four years, 10 months and three days after this diary entry, William Underwood will die of a heart attack. Oh, no. Uncle Will? Yeah. Uh, so that will be four years from now. That'll be another sibling that Bess loses while Bess is still Good alive. Good grief. Yeah. So. And she lost a niece. 
in 29. I mean, you said well, the daughter. I don't know the, how. The I, all I know about the daughter is from this man's obituary that he. Uh-huh. So I don't know how young she was. I don't know mm-hmm. if she's eight mm-hmm. or two or three but months. Still, or, that's a lot of death going on. I know. I mean, it's a to lot put it bluntly, sadness. Yeah, there's not a lot of health going on around here. I know. <laughs> I know. So, but there, there you have it. <laughs> Those are the people from that entry. April 10th, 1934. After school, I came home and horsed around with Bernice. Went all over town with her several times. After supper, I went up to the schoolhouse with a bunch of girls. Bill came up there. He stayed a while. Then we went home and sat on the porch. He went fishing last night and all day today. Okay, so it's like... Hansel and Gretel leaving mm-hmm. little breadcrumbs. When we right. very first started this podcast yep. and they moved to Bell, mm-hmm. I was looking around on the interweb about, oh, let's learn about Bell. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, an article in the newspaper, maybe it's on someone's Facebook or something, popped up in the images mm-hmm. for Bell, Missouri. And it was an article about these couples who had gone fishing and caught like a 54-pound catfish or Mm -hmm. something. And it was the Shockley family. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, we're going to meet their daughter Mm -hmm. at some point in this diary. (laughs) And I just keep bumping into these Shockleys. That's so cool. But they were fishing at a fishing club that Uh was owned by a couple of guys named Herman Dull and Edward Crete. This is all I'm getting from the newspaper. So I know know everything about Belle. Uh, And they owned this little fishing club. There was a cabin with a dock and you could spend the night if you wanted and I'm sure the Terrell boys right. were good friends with um, the Shockleys and everyone else mm-hmm. and that's probably where Bill is going anyway I'm just planting seeds okay. let's talk about Bernice Bernice Chambers lives right down the street from mm-hmm. George and Sarah well George is dead so right. from the Underwood home and she was born in 1916 to George and Ida Chambers and yes their house was four houses down mm-hmm. from where Elizabeth was living at the mm-hmm. time so it would make sense that they hung out a lot and Bernice's mom and dad owned a filling station and a grocery store in mm-hmm. town mm-hmm. her dad was a mechanic and not only do I have a picture of her mom and dad uh-huh. just on their own yeah but on their tombstone, uh-huh. there's a photograph of them as oh, well. Oh, I love that. So I've got. So I'm so excited yeah. because I'm like, this is a family who cares about photography. Right. That makes me happy. Bernice actually marries a man named Norman Pewhart. Mm-hmm. I know I'm saying that name wrong, but it is what it is. He graduated from college with a degree in geology, and he works for a foundry in St. Louis. Mm. I have a picture of Norman Yay. as well, and it just thrills me. Uh-huh. And he and Bernice will have three children, William James and Carol Ann. I have a picture of James mm-hmm. from when he's in school. I found a picture of Carol Ann, wow. but sadly it's in one of those group shots from a yearbook. Uh-huh. And even zooming in, she's just pixels. You can't really see what she looks like. But there's Carol Ann. She looked and- like the girl from Poltergeist. Yes. <laughs> Go to the light, Carol Ann. <laughs> All are welcome. <laughs> anyway. I didn't find a picture of William, but I found his tombstone. Yep. He died in 2018. Wow. And on his tombstone, they called him father, friend, and life coach. Mm-hmm. Aw, that's mm-hmm. sweet. And Bernice mm-hmm. lived to be almost 100 years old. Mm-hmm. And do I have a picture of her? Do you? No. Oh. Can you believe it? I have <laughs> pictures of everyone. And then it even made me think, there are pictures of her parents on their tombstone. Why uh-huh. didn't someone think, oh, let's put a picture of mom on her tombstone? Well... 
So justice for Bernice. Justice for Bernice. <laughs> I feel I oh God after all that. When you walk past these past the houses in Bell, can you describe what they are living like compared to what they were living like a month ago or a week ago? You mean like in the quality that, of house correct. or in the company of their neighbors? No, quality of the house. What well, did that describe what the houses look like? Were they Shacks? No, you, you and I, ha- I think we've, we did. We, we've narrowed it down to yeah. three. And yeah. basically, you have all seen mm-hmm. this house. Mm-hmm. It's the front porch, and it's got the fat columns. Sometimes they're brick, and then they get mm-hmm. skinnier in that, like at waist height, and then it's just a beam. Mm-hmm. And it's a little porch, and it's a two-story house, probably four rooms on the bottom and four rooms mm-hmm. on the top or sometimes it's a little smaller on the mm-hmm. top and there that's just and what it's it looks right like there and, and we can pretty much find it but the juxtaposition between how they were living in step rock yeah. versus now is just so stunning well and it's then just what, so different one of the things the census will show you is how what the income is of the person who lives oh, there yeah. and so the incomes are yeah. so much higher because these are all you know city folk, farmers even though it's a tiny tiny so little town it's so tiny but Wealth is there to some degree, to I some degree, because uh, absolutely, of yeah, uh, uh huh, banking, and I think the railroad had something to do, yeah, because they meet the train. Okay, good. yeah. So Bell right. has a train station, they do. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So gosh, yeah, lots going on. We're definitely going to get to know Bell really well. I'm, I'm reaching out to a man who wrote a book, a memoir about growing up in Bell. Oh, I'm good. hoping he's older than us, and uh-huh. um, hopefully we're going to have an interview with oh, him great. for our bonus episode. So just mm-hmm. waiting to hear. Yay! I know. April 11th, 1934. Went to school all day. Lil and I came by for Francis. We went over to Lil's and practiced our trio. I borrowed her pink silk dress and some music. She brought us home. I went down to Victoria's a few minutes. Went over to Mrs. Travis's after some quilt scraps. Francis and I went to prayer meeting tonight. It's turning cold. Hmm. So mm-hmm. here's what's interesting. Yeah. That's Bill's ex-girlfriend. Oh, Victoria. That's right. Yep. She's the only Victoria in town. Yeah. So I know I've got her. Uh, Victoria Maples yeah. uh, that he broke up with as soon as he heard his sweetheart Elizabeth was coming, coming back home. to town. And I wonder if Victoria and Elizabeth, because she's now hot and cold with Bill. Yeah. Oh, if they're not like, they're like palling me, up. Me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> Bill did this. Bill did that. Bill's been drinking. He went off fishing again. Yeah. <laughs> Song smoking, chewing tobacco. That's right. And then she's heading down to Miss Travis's, who is easy to find. Mm-hmm. She lives three doors down <gasps> from. I know that's great. It's so much fun. Yeah. And Mrs. Travis was born Gilly Cantley in Bell in 1880. She married Sam Travis in 1902, and the Travis family were one of the first settlers in the Bell area. So that's very fancy. He was a merchant banker and the postmaster. And they have two children, Harry and Belle. That's what it says in his Mm -hmm. obituary. But on the census, his kids' names were Harry and Naomi. Also, his obituary called him a she. Uh So I think the editor of the newspaper was a little sleepy. (laughs) Right. That happens. I mean, maybe they meant to say his daughter was from Belle, but her Uh, name was Naomi. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But Miss Gilly Travis lives to be 92 years old, and she dies in 1972. Uh So bless her sweet little heart. She had some quilt scraps for our girl. 
Mm-hmm. It's interesting because someone made a comment on our Facebook page about how expensive it is to make a quilt these days. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I guess that's right. If you're mm-hmm. buying remnant fabric mm-hmm. at, you know, wherever they sell fabric anymore and like the thread and the batting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I guess it would be. Hobbies are expensive now. They sure are. I mean, that wasn't a hobby making quilts back mm-hmm. then. That was a necessity. But yeah. yeah so yeah. I think guess it adds up. April 14th, 1934. I helped clean up the house this morning, went over to Mrs. Robertson's and got some flower plants and put them out. After dinner, Velma came. Lil came later. We baked a spice cake while they were here. I escorted them one at a time to the corner after supper. Francis and I walked up to Miss Fonville's to see Velma, just sat around and came home early. What I think is cute, well, about this one, is that mm-hmm. she walked them, I'll walk you to the corner. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll walk you to the corner. Bill lives on that corner. Uh. Because on the census, and all, well, actually, a historian had uh-huh. sent us a photo of the Terrell home, yes. and it said they live on the corner of something and something. Okay. And so what I'm thinking is, uh-huh. that may that's be the that's corner. the corner. Because <laughs> also, in our last episode, she talks about going to town to get milk, and there's Bill, mm-hmm. and then Bill walks her home. So, But mm-hmm. on the census, he's just a couple of pages away from where the Underwoods are on it's the It's all right there. What so, a neat little town. It's like Mayberry. It's exactly like uh-huh. Mayberry. That's exactly what it is. Mrs. Robertson lives eight doors down from the Underwoods. <laughs> <laughs> the other side of town. <laughs> yeah. And Martha Barnhart was what she was born in 1870 to Thomas and Jane, who were farmers in Henry Miller, Missouri. Mm. On August 15th of 1886, when she is 16 years old, she will marry Albert Seton, but Albert dies in mm-hmm. 1890. Don't worry. In 1900, she will marry Thomas Berry, like a strawberry, Mm -hmm. and they will have five children. And then Thomas dies in 1909. Mm -hmm. In the 1910 census, she's living alone as a widow with all of her children, but her older daughter is now 17 years old. Uh She's married. And she has a one-year-old. Ooh. So she there's a man, a quote man. I don't know how right. old this man is she married. But there's a quote man in the house. And I'm sure that helps Martha because she mm-hmm. still has younger kids. Mm-hmm. And that's a big help. But don't worry. In 1920, she will marry Isaac Robertson, and that's where she's living right now in Bell, while Elizabeth is coming over to get some plants, some flower plants. Her youngest child is 14 and still living at home, of course. Isaac Robertson that um, Martha married, he was Mm -hmm. also a widower. His wife had died in 1912, and his first wife was Frances Barnhart. Do you remember what Martha's maiden name was? No, was it Barnhart? It sure was. Sister? That's what I thought uh, yeah, at first. Right. First cousins. Oh, okay. But they grew up next door to each other uh-huh. in Henry Miller, Missouri. So they were right. like sisters. Yeah. So it would right. be like if you yeah. married Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's not go. Let's not think about that. That's his first cousin's <laughs> yeah. uh, partner, but that's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, but that's how close it is. Right. That's that is that's kind of odd. But it happened all the time. I mean, my grandmother died giving birth to my mom, Mm -hmm. and then my grandfather married her sister. Mm -hmm. Just keep it in the family, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. Martha is 64 years old in this diary entry, Mm -hmm. and what she doesn't know (laughs) is that her husband will be dead in three years. Oh, dear. So that poor woman outlived all of her three husbands. Good Lord. I know, and she'll die in 1948. Hi, this is Kim from Murphy, North Carolina, and you're listening to my grandma's diaries. 
April 16, 1934. Went to school all day. Lil and I came by for Francis. We went uptown and went to every store looking for material for Fred's quilt. Went over to Lil's, came home, studied a little, played the piano, sat on the porch, and washed my hose tonight. Thought Bill might come. He tried a case in court today and won. Was he a lawyer, Bill? Bill is her age. Right. They're exactly the same what? age. Is she's Wow. He she's tried talking. a case what? in court. Do you know what that means? No, I mean, and I went to the newspaper. Other? Yeah, right. Nothing? There was nothing in the newspaper about it. All I can think she meant yeah. is that maybe he had like, I don't know, like a dro- parking violation, a driving like, offense, right. and he had to go. That's right. Not or maybe tried. he got a ticket for doing something. Yeah, and it, he had to go to court. Yeah, I don't think he tried no, the case. he tried a case. He's not like, who's the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, he's 17. Perry Mason. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 17 years yeah. old. <laughs> April 18th, 1934. After school, Lil and I came by for Francis. We all went over to Lil's after looking at dresses sent by Aunt Clara and Aunt Catherine. I'm going to wear an emerald green organza for the junior banquet. We practiced the trio. Violet sat on the porch a few minutes with me after supper. Francis and I went walking instead of going to prayer meeting, came back and sat on the porch. I'm so tired. Look at her getting to wear an emerald green organza yes. for the junior banquet. I don't know what an organza is. It's just like a satiny, silky f- okay. f- organza. Or maybe organza? it's the one that's, I don't, okay, I hate to say it, I don't know either. It's a fabric. Extravaganza organza, that's all I know. But I think that's neat that Aunt Clara and Aunt Catherine sent them some dresses. Yeah. But Bess's family is being so helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. really, they, not Uncle Lee sending them that $5 check last Christmas, yep. and that was probably their moving money, and then they're getting dresses, and there was a box of dresses that Dean and Helen got for yeah. Christmas from another member of Bess's family. I really think that Bess, once she got home after her dad died, they were like, Bess, why didn't you yeah. tell us what was going I on? I you're right. We can help you. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Now, this trio... Elizabeth has talked about this trio since she got her piano, Mm -hmm. and I forgot to talk about it, um, even though I had it highlighted a couple of episodes ago. What is it? It's all three of the girls, Mom, Francis, and Elizabeth, are sitting at the piano, and they're Mm -hmm. playing one music piece with all their hands. With everybody's hands? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, my dad and I used to play duets all the time. Oh, and I, is that what and, she means? Mm-hmm. They had talked about their trio called Dance of the Demons way back a couple episodes ago. And I found some kids on YouTube playing it. Oh. So I'm going to play a little snippet of Sweet. the trio Dance of the Demons right now. April 19th, 1934. Had a junior meeting at school today. There's a big question whether to invite the board of directors. Lil came home with me. Francis was sick. We had a good long talk. I went home with Will and took back Stella's jacket. 
I've had the blues so badly all day. I've moped around tonight, played the piano, and then got a good old cry. It helped me lots. <laughs> Girl, I don't mean to tell you. Sometimes I want to watch a sad movie just so I can have a good ball cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it did. But Stella. We yeah. have met Stella before. Stella uh-huh. is Lil's and Gussie's sister. Okay. Yeah. And when we met her, I went, as soon as I realized this, I went back and looked at her little uh, thing that I'd written up. She marries Rex Wallace, who is Ray Wallace's Ray's brother. Brother. Who does Ray Wallace marry? Uh, Lil, Lil Terrell. Yes. So sisters married brothers. Oh my. Isn't that neat? <laughs> yeah. But when we met Stella, she was a member of a something called the Seroptimus Club. And what we were that? like, what is that? It's a club that empowers educational opportunities for mm. women. And Stella worked in the school administrative offices in Missouri for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Isn't that neat? Yeah. It's, it's only sad because Lil and Ray's marriage doesn't mm-hmm. last. It doesn't last, right. But Stella and Rex. Rex stayed married and here's what's interesting from the bell banner on this day in april 19th in the social column Uh it says wiener roast the fifth and sixth grades of the belgrade school went on a wiener roast last thursday evening they went to the travis ford south of bell they walked out there and immediately made a fire the teacher ralph tynes had the wieners marshmallows and buns brought out there in his car they began roasting wieners and marshmallows after the sun had set they ate 13 dozen buns 16 pounds of wieners and about 20 boxes of marshmallows oh my after eating they gathered around the fire and told stories until we went back to town. Everyone in the room was present except one, and everyone reported a good time. Okay, Dean and Helen were there, probably, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're, six, they're fifth and age. sixth graders. Sure. I know, so I thought Aww. that was really cute that they make a whole thing in the social column. Well, we just talked about Miss Travis shopping. Yeah, About right. the wiener rose. Yeah, I love that. That's I so know. sweet and a great description of it. That's going to help me when I start editing these videos. Yes, they went these down by the Travis Ford. Mm-hmm. Is that? I guess that's water, right? I don't know. A Ford, like in Sweden? Oh, like a fjord. Yeah, but yeah, they just said fjord. Well, you'll find it on the map. Yes, I will. I can't wait. We're going to learn so much. It's going to be so fun. Mm -hmm. April 20th, 1934. Didn't go to school today because I had to take a pill. Helped piece on Fred's quilt and washed out some underwear. After dinner, I was reading. Will came up and we talked. Read a little, talked to the family tonight. My blues haven't entirely disappeared. She, she down. Well, it might be a little oh, female gotcha. downness. Right. I think, And it's really okay. funny how I've, I've chosen not to talk about how yeah. I actually did track her menstrual cycle. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty easy to do. I was just curious yeah. uh, as a woman right. myself. But See, yeah, this is I one gotcha. of those. Yeah, bless her I sweetheart. Understand. But she took a pill and it was so what? strong she couldn't go to school. Was I guess it's maybe what they called back then a nerve pill. Is that like to help you with your period? Well, to help you like Chill. relax. Yeah. You okay, know, I see. Calm I had down to take. I didn't know bit. if it was like she had a cold or something. No, 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 no. Think, this this gotcha. is for the blues. It's all, yeah. Yeah, but she had to take a pill and go lie down. Okay. I, I want to take a pill and go lie down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> April 23rd, 1934. Went to school all day. Lil and Bill weren't there. She is still in Owensville, and he was in Jefferson City. After school, I came home and started for a walk. Met Carl and Bill... They asked us to go to a wiener roast. 
Roger and Sam got Neva and Victoria, and we went to the creek in their fresh air taxi cab. Bill and I are through. He gave me my ring. She's got. I got whiplash. I I don't under know exactly what a fresh air taxi what, cab what, what, is. Do you have any clue? Did you look that up? That's so interesting. We went in their fresh air taxi cab. A convertible. Oh, you think? That's but why taxi? Everything was a convertible. So many cars yeah. were convertibles back then. A fresh air taxi cab. I'd, Victoria go and her family are, uh, he's a minister. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he has a car dealership yeah, or right. something. Okay. But I didn't okay. really look that hard. Okay. I'm totally I'm, you know, in- interested in that. Yeah, I didn't. You can have that rabbit okay. hole to dive down. But we have another Neva and we have found out that we've been saying it wrong all this time. Yeah. It's not never forever. We, I'm so <laughs> That was going to be a t-shirt. Never forever. (laughs) (laughs) But Neva Matthews was born in Bell, Missouri in 1920 to Joe and Pearl Matthews. Her dad was a farmer, but by 1940, she's an official old maid (laughs) because she's 24 years old and a school teacher. And sometime, I don't know when, but sometime before 1947, Mm -hmm. an older gentleman named Robert Smith will sweep her away into marital bliss. Mm -hmm. Robert was a World War II veteran and on the board of the bank mm-hmm. and they had two children Rob Jr. and Joe Rob Sr. Neva's husband will die suddenly after a long illness mm. if you have a long illness and you die didn't you see that coming right <laughs> yeah I don't, well, I don't know maybe huh. something else happened exactly maybe. while yeah. he was sick like he mm-hmm. fell out like of the he, hospital bed exactly you know? got hit by a truck who knows In 1983, Neva also dies from a long illness that is undescribed Hmm. at the age of 81. Her oldest child, Rob Jr., died in 2020. Yeah. And then I always, you know, I always think, oh, God, not COVID. I can't I can't think about anyone dying in 2020 without fearing Mm -hmm. that they got the COVID. And I think he died. And yeah, he died. Well, it didn't matter when he died in 2020. There was no vaccines for regular people yet. Mm -hmm. That wasn't until what, like November I can't remember. I don't remember either, but yeah, bless his heart. It was a while. I also found Roger. Mm-hmm. He's a fellow Lloyd brother. His We met Othello yes. Lloyd quite some time ago. Othello actually ends up going by the name Ted. Mm-hmm. And we had mentioned that later in his life, he owns a car dealership. So put a pin in that. His brother, Roger, was born in August of 19... 19- Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 16. Othello and Roger's parents were Oliver and Cecil Lloyd, and Oliver was a big-time Republican. He was a delegate at the 1928 National Convention. He was a leader of the party when he died of heart disease in 1924. Mm-hmm. 
But when he wasn't doing things like that, he was a merchant and a lumber buyer. And when he died, he owned Mm -hmm. a car dealership. So while his dad was still alive, Roger was a school teacher. Mm -hmm. But by 1950, he's running that car business with Othello. I don't know when he married his wife, Wanda, but they're on the 1940 census as husband and wife. He's Mm -hmm. 23 and she's 17. Mm. By 1950, they have two children, two girls, and then everything falls apart. (laughs) And I don't have any records of anything. Uh, Wanda and Roger got a divorce. He ends up marrying somebody else named Mabel, and Wanda ends up marrying somebody else. And it's chaos down here, Tom, (laughs) and I have no idea. (laughs) Looking back on everybody's life is so chaotic. I know, I know. And chaos. Because after 1950, there are no records. Yeah, right. So I can't find divorces. There's nothing about it. All I know is that they married somebody else and went on with their lives. Mm -hmm. And Roger died in 1996. And then Carl is there. Uh, She met Carl with Bill, and they wanted her to go to a wiener roast. And this is Carl Wallace. Mm -hmm. A lot of Wallaces in this town. He lives three doors down from Lil and Gussie, right there in good old Bell. He's not a brother of Rex and Ray, so he's Mm -hmm. just a cousin. But Carl Houston Wallace was born in September of 1916, and he's described as having a ruddy complexion and brown hair. So it's a good thing he didn't get stuck with a name like Red, like that other guy with the ruddy complexion. Yeah. Yeah. Or a name like Pickles or Chicken, because you never know in Bell what kind of nickname you're going to get. But Carl's parents were Everett and Jane Wallace. Mm -hmm. Carl was one of five boys, and they all live in their house together with their grandmother. Mm -hmm. In the 1930 census, his dad is a produce dealer. And on the 1940 census, he was listed as being a sales lady examiner. (laughs) What? And I thought, what in the 1940 <laughs> is, that? is that? And I was like, that cannot be a Sales job even examiner? back then. So the I went mannequin? to the <laughs> right. I went to the actual census record and zoomed in, and he was a sales tax examiner. <laughs> and somebody had misread that in <laughs> yeah, Ancestry.com. Right. Lady it happens all the time. Yeah, but wow, that's funny. That's awful. Yeah, bit. That, that was a doozy blooper. But he was a sales tax examiner for the okay. state of Missouri. That's mm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. In 1940. Carl Wallace marries his sweetheart, Helen Coolinghouse, and heads off to war. Hmm. Not exactly sure when he gets out. I think it's 1943, but I'm not completely sure about Mm -hmm. the record. But in the 1950 census, he and Helen are living in St. Louis with their two children, Carl Jr. and Suzanne, and he works for the IRS. Hmm. So following in his dad's footsteps a little Mm -hmm. bit, doing that sales tax Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. In 1950, Carl's dad dies, so that's kind of sad, but Carl dies at the age of 60 in 1977. And then last but not least, we have good old Sam. His name was Sam Licklider. Actually, it was Sam Licklider Jr. I've never heard that name. It's very German. Is it Licklider? And I'm sure it's an Americanized, like Licklider, probably. Sure. Right, but it's Licklider. (laughs) Well, at least, okay, I could be pronouncing it so wrong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Tragic wrong in this case. But Sam Sr. was the cashier of the Bell Bank for quarter of a century. So he was probably very good friends with George Underwood. Mm -hmm. Sam Jr. will attend the University of Missouri and will become a member of the Sigma Phi Sigma fraternity. I don't know at all what that means because I did nothing Greek Mm -hmm. in college, but you people out there might know. Sam will become a secretary at the shiny new Social Security Commission. All right. 
Al. He married his sweetheart, Lydia, in 1940. He went to World War II as a second lieutenant. I couldn't find him on the 1950 census mm-hmm. anywhere. And then I went and looked at his grave, which I always try to do last because mm-hmm. I want to build up even for myself. Yeah. Sam was killed in action in World War II in 1944. Aww. And I'm just making me cry right now. I, I told you about this like last week. Yeah. This was one where I got to and I just uh-huh. had to put my head down and yeah. cry because I have a picture of Sam. Mm-hmm. He's so handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this picture, he's a newlywed working for the, a new government program that was giving life to this country. Mm-hmm. He was going to take a bunch of kids to a wiener roast <sighs> and then he died in World War II. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. R.I.P. Sam. Brings it home. April 24th, 1934. Went up to Miss Castle's to fix placards for the junior banquet. Bill came up here and hung around, wanted to bring me home, and I let him. Silly. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find Miss Castle's anywhere, and I guess she was just a young woman Uh who had been sent there for a teaching job. And then remember, you and I had mentioned that FDR started a program Mm -hmm. to move teachers, unemployed teachers, where they were needed. She could have been one of those. And I tell Mm -hmm. you, like every other Mm -hmm. Bell banner that I've read Mm -hmm. hasn't a big like fourth of a page ad advertising teachers needed. Oh, is that right? And it must be part of the FDR sure. program. Absolutely. I know, which is so it's cool. W- which, uh, makes me wonder why Francis didn't jump on that, because the whole time they're in Step Rock, uh-huh. Francis is trying to get a school. Right. So... What does she do? Do you know what Francis is up to? I don't know. Which, uh, no. I mean, in last episode, she was at the CWA office a lot helping right. pickles. Yeah. I don't know if it was a job I or see. she was just hanging out. I see. But, you know, when she and Lil come home from school, mm-hmm. they get Francis, they walk around. So maybe mm-hmm. Francis is just looking for work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Interesting. What they needed It's kind of how, yeah. interesting how Francis is there in this diary, but she's very invisible. And mm-hmm. hey, what happened <laughs> to her and boys? Yeah, they I had guess. dated for a year and a and, half. She was making a wedding ring quilt. Uh huh. Does absence make the heart just forget you? <laughs> Maybe because we've never heard his name again. I haven't. It looks like Elizabeth be like, oh, Francis broke up with Boyce or got a letter from mm-hmm. Boyce. What's mm-hmm. going on? Nothing. No return of Boyce, huh? Guess He's in not. the dust. Anyway, I think that since we've said a million times talking about her son Jeff Shapiro, yes. <laughs> think everyone knows it wasn't going to be boys but then again a lot of people have multiple marriages yes which you know for back then right you get married and you're married right i'm surprised to find as many divorces as i do yeah, a lot you know, of divorces. It, you really got looked at funny back then yeah hell i got looked at funny when i, I did it yeah and this is modern day <laughs> <laughs> that is weird april 28th 1934 went over to mrs geik's and heard doug fryer sing on WOSU in Jefferson City. Boy, he can sing. Okay, this, uh, first of all, her mm-hmm. handwriting is really bad this year. Okay. So I don't know if it's F R I E R or F R I E S. 
or hmm. it could be F-R-E-I-S, and all those names exist in the world. Oh, wow. Okay. So, And I don't know where Doug is yeah. from, because she says W-O-S-U is in Jefferson City, yeah. but it was at the University of Ohio in Cleveland. That's where the radio station started. Oh. So why is she saying Jefferson City? Now, someone who knows about radio yeah. might be going, I know, I know. So let us know, because it's That's really confusing. Yeah. But I figure Jefferson. wherever W-O-S-U is, mm-hmm. is where this Doug Fryer Fries Freeze mm-hmm. lives, and I want to find Doug. Yeah. My husband's singer. grandmother was mm-hmm. a singer on the radio, mm-hmm. like this guy in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. And it was sounds like such a fun job. Yeah. And she had lots of fans. Right in my hall out here, a fan did a portrait of her mm-hmm. and like wrote the names of all the songs that she sings. Aww. It's a really cool family keepsake yeah. that we have. So I'm dying to find him, but I've been looking for him since I first started reading these diaries. Huh. So somebody help me on this one. But Mrs. Geeks, mm-hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. I think it's G-I-E-K-C-K-S. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure. I might have even spelled that wrong yeah. on our notes. But that's how we're going to pronounce it. She was born Mary Elizabeth Picker in 1895, and her parents were Fritz and Elizabeth Picker, so more Germans. This is so interesting. They were farmers, and Mary Elizabeth married Charles Geichs, in obviously a German name, in 1914. They had two sons, Willard and Kenneth, and they also had a little daughter named Juanita, who died when she was two years old. Mary's husband, Charles, was a car salesman, and in 1966, he and his son are both hospitalized. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they put hospitalizations in the paper, too. So Charles is in the hospital. Willard's in the hospital, too. I mean, mm. who knows what they have going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, Willard, I know who, what he has going on. He had cancer for years and years. He even had to retire early because of it. And he dies in that hospital mm. from heart disease directly attributed to his cancer while he's in the same hospital with his dad. At that time? And his dad was so ill, he couldn't even go no, to no. the funeral. What the? F- wow. I know. Isn't you're that, like, can you imagine like you're, you know, it's your son's funeral today, but you're in the hospital. <laughs> also, why couldn't they have postponed the funeral? Like we, you know, celebrity Michael uh-huh. Jackson's funeral was two months after he died. Yeah, it was. You, sometimes you have to wait. Yeah. You have to keep him in that mm-hmm. freezer state. Yes. Or just um, go ahead and bury him, but have the funeral later. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's religious. You're putting two and two together a lot. I know, it's crazy. going down. This is great. I know. Mrs. Geichs, Mm -hmm. Mary Geichs, will die in 1978, and her poor husband will live until 1982. Mm -hmm. So he lost a son and a wife. Mm. Aw, that's so sad. April wrap-up, 1934. Well, Bill and I have broken up. I went with him 12 times this month. I didn't like the way he had been acting. I wonder who will be next. May 2nd, 1934. Went to school this morning, but didn't have any classes. Practiced with Lloyd, Rex, Miss Brown, and the senior orchestra. Went over to fix for the banquet with some kids. Lil and I went back to school. Francis came up, and we played our trio. Then we went to Lil's. Got to Bland and looked for some white pumps. May 3rd, 1934. Francis and I went to town and got some stuff. Billy came over with us and set our hair. Then I went down and helped Billy ice four angel food cakes. We went over to the school in the car and helped Miss Castle set the tables. After dinner, I went back over there, went over to Lil's, fixed our fortunes for the treasure chest. 
This is the senior mm-hmm. banquet. Elizabeth mm-hmm. is playing the piano with the orchestra with Francis, mm-hmm. which is really, really cute. They're putting together their fortunes that they'll probably read next year at their senior oh. banquet. Right? Doesn't that sound cute? Yeah. And then we're getting this. Billy has popped back up again. Billy is setting their hair. Yeah. Billy is icing angel food cakes. Bill, Billy's her cousin. Her- Billy is her cousin who is a man. Right. So we all, I just want to lay that out there. <laughs> Billy is a cute, 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 cute little man. Do we have a picture of Billy? Oh, we have multiple pictures really? of Billy. I'm going to give Billy a really beautiful life story okay. when it comes time. Yeah. Did hair and he decorated angel food cakes. He de- He's a very artistic fellow. <laughs> gotcha. And we will learn lots more about that. You follow him to the end. I do. Yeah, I, it's nice. Yeah, Billy. Billy's a, a love of ours. Um, but in the newspaper, in the Bell Banner that week, we were talking about how random mm-hmm. some of the things can be. And I saw a couple of cute ones in this week's edition. Ernest Crano had the misfortune of getting his hand badly sawed with a handsaw. Mm. He was treated by Dr. W.R. Terrell, April 28th. He had his index finger nearly sawed off and had to have nine stitches taken. Wow. (laughs) I know. But hey, Dr. Terrell is a brother of Bill. So it's Bill's uncle. Bill's uncle. Yeah. So the Terrells and and Dr. Terrell always has ads in the bell banner. And all the social columns will talk about Dr. Terrell had to go to Owensville to treat a patient. Dr. Terrell was called out to blend. Yeah, he's just house calling and driving around. They just air out all your stuff, though, in the Bell Banner. I mean, to the extent that this next one from the same edition Mm -hmm. says, Martin Cook has a sick cow. It is thought she swallowed a bone. (laughs) Who cares? Isn't that hilarious? Yes, it sure is. I mean, that's how small the town is. I love those little side stories. I do, Oh, that's fun. Isn't that cute? And I've got all of these uh, saved from the Mm -hmm. Bell Banner. These mm-hmm. are all going in our gallery. Excellent. And they're just so cute. Yeah. And I might add some more just for fun that I didn't right. use because I had to I had to really edit myself or we'd be here for three hours. That's very cool. Yeah, the right. Bell Banner is the most fun newspaper. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. It's so fun. Yeah. May 5th, 1934. Francis and I went to Miss Creatures and heard Doug sing again. He dedicated Neighbors to Francis. Okay, Neighbors is a song. If I find it, I'm going to play it right now. Neighbors, oh, pardon me, but don't you know we're neighbors? I simply have to say hello. Your smile gives me a hunch before the evening ends. If we make a date, it's going to be great. We'll be the best of friends as well as neighbors. I thank my lucky stars because we're neighbors. That's why it may seem premature, but little girl, I'm sure, though we're only neighbors, you and I will be sweethearts by and by. But Miss Creatures is another neighbor of hers, oh. um, but or or she must be, but because mm-hmm. of the way she spelled it, yeah, I I'm having a hard time narrowing down which neighbor it is because uh-huh. there's a, there's a Mrs. Cheeks. Mm-hmm. I need to read find mm-hmm. this name a couple more times. So mm-hmm. we're going to come mm-hmm. back to her. Mm-hmm. May 6, nineteen thirty four, went to Sunday school this morning. After dinner, Francis and I slept and played the piano. Mother, Daddy, and I looked at the vacant house across the street. Frances and I went over to Lil's, but she wasn't home. Went to the drugstore, got a Coke. Roland talked to us a long time. Um, they're looking at the vacant house across the street? Yeah. Didn't you do that? Why didn't they just stay with Grandma? 
Oh, they're looking at it. I thought you meant like that they rent. were. Oh, oh. First really? of all, where do they Are have? They? Yeah, you. It's what's interesting. Also, in the Bell Banner yeah. is I see so many houses for rent, but they won't tell you what they're asking. Huh. They'll say contact the Bell Property uh-huh. Management or whatever it's called. But they're always little house, and they'll okay. say like a two bedroom house with a shed. I mean, it seems yeah, like yeah. a nice little. Uh-huh. But there's a vacant one right across Va- the street. Okay. You know, they don't put addresses for them either. Hmm. But you know what? I might go back and look at that bell banner one more time for Mm -hmm. the week before Mm -hmm. and see if it's listed. Maybe we'll get lucky. Mm -hmm. I didn't think about that until right now. Hmm. Hmm. May 8th, 1934. Went up to school this morning and played up in the auditorium. Bill and I had a little talk. After dinner, he brought me one of his history books to use. Francis and I walked over to Lil's. Rex was in there. Gee, he's so cute. Okay. <laughs> Next. It's Rex. funny because Frances dated. Oh, no, she dated Ray she dated for a Ray. while. Yeah. So now Elizabeth has her eyes on Rex. Rex. Sorry, Elizabeth. You're not going to be. We're not. You know, don't R- even Rex have to is... conjecture on that one. Because right. I just said he marries Stella. Right. May 9th, 1934. Went to school this morning and took my arithmetic exam. Miss Castle took our pictures. After dinner, I rested, cleaned up. Bernice came by, and I went up to her house. Francis, Helen, and I went uptown. Billy came home with us and set our hair. Billy is the Pauline Mm -hmm. Edwards of this town. He's like, I can do your Uh, hair for you. Yeah, right. Isn't that so cute? Mm -hmm. Well, this was something interesting that I found in the bell banner from this week Mm -hmm. um, about Victoria's family. Mm -hmm. It said, Reverend H.J. Maples and his wife left Wednesday for Excelsior Springs, Missouri, where Mrs. Maples will take treatments for about two weeks. The Reverend states there will be no church Sunday on account of his absence. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with Mrs. Maples? Mm -hmm. What's in Excelsior Springs, Missouri? Mm -hmm. Like either she's like really sick and they're going to like their equivalent of hot Mm -hmm. springs or warm springs, Georgia. Mm -hmm. So I I find that interesting that Mm -hmm. they won't say what she's taking treatments for. Mm -hmm. It's like they get really close to being invasive, but then they don't go (laughs) all the way. I know. But I thought that was interesting. Again, it's an on this day. So I thought that was fun. May 11th, 1934. Went up to the school this morning and got my grades. Billy and I went riding with Bernice and Gladys. After dinner, I went around town with Billy. After supper, Francis and I went to the 8th grade graduation. Billy set my hair straight back without a part. I think I'll wear it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Billy's like, girl, you've been parting your hair on the side for too long. (laughs) But I think I know the hairstyle she's talking about. I think we have a picture where she has it kind of, and it's a little curled in the back, but it's like pulled straight back. I'm pretty sure we have a picture like that. That was Billy's idea. That's so cool. Thanks, Billy. I know. May 12th, 1934. Went up to school and registered for next year. I'm a senior. Going to take bookkeeping, typing, music, and English. Hmm. I'm a woman, and I'm going to have to take typing or bookkeeping right. if I ever want to have a job. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a pretty light year, bookkeeping, uh-huh. typing, music, and English. Yeah. She loved that, I'll bet. I, yes, but right? where's science? Well, right. Right, you know? Yes. I mean, Did the anyway. Bo- I wonder if the boys were taking science. Was it? I'm sure they know? offered science classes because someone has to go off and be a doctor. Yeah, right. Someone has to go off and be a sure. geologist. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure. I I would imagine. Maybe they didn't. Maybe or, that's a college thing. Maybe school was way easier than we could think. Could be. Because most people didn't go past the eighth grade, uh-huh. probably because high school was nothing but bookkeeping, typing, music, and English. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I don't need that down on the farm. Right. Right? Yeah. So it wasn't even just like a, you're not going to be educated uh-huh. enough. It's just like, that's a waste of your time. Don't take, you don't need it. Not a waste of Elizabeth's time. Right. She wants to be a that's city right. girl. Right? That's right. Interesting. May 13th, 1934. Went to Sunday school and church this morning. It's Mother's Day. They had a special service. Mother and Francis sang at church. I played for them. Came home and read. Tonight we went over to Lintner's. Fred's sick. So mm-hmm. here it is. The May that this was May 13th mm-hmm. that I read. In the May 17th, mm-hmm. Bell Banner. Yeah. Fred Underwood is on the sick list. <laughs> Oh, is he? So, the, yeah, they a, have a sick list. No, it's it's it it's, say, it's their social column. It's yeah, called the Fred's local. Sick. And, yeah, does what? it say any what he had? No. Oh, oh no. Fred's sick. Yeah. Oh, well, everybody had it's, to know. Stay away just, from Fred that week. Like right next to it, it says Irma Pierce is visiting in Union. <laughs> I mean, it's just and like Fred's sick. what are y'all doing in town? Oh, Fred's sick. I'll put it in the paper. <laughs> well, they had to fill it with something. So, but it's interesting. So now I can get a little into a Fred and Billy situation because oh. they're, hus- they're a husband and wife. They're father and son. Mm. And Fred and Billy are actually living with the Lintners. Mm-hmm. And that's right next door to the Underwoods. Oh. And that is Fred's late wife's family so it's billy's grandparents his mom's parents okay now i did see in another local and personal bell paper thing that fred's dad had come to visit him Mm -hmm. so i wondered why isn't he living with his dad Mm -hmm. and why is he living with his Mm in-laws you know and then we've talked about fred a bunch of times and we love billy but we haven't really talked about we haven't really introduced fred Mm mm-hmm So let's give him a proper introduction. Okay. Fred Underwood was born in 1886, and in 1920, he marries a woman named Minnie Lintner. Sometimes it's Linder, Mm -hmm. depends on what you're looking at. Mm -hmm. And they had three children, Boyd, Billy, and a daughter named Zola. Mm. I have a picture of Zola. She is as pretty as Billy is handsome. Really? At this time, Fred is working as a conductor on a streetcar in St. Louis, and two of his brothers-in-law are living with them. So it's a big family up there in the St. Louis. Now, unfortunately, Minnie will die in 1926 of nephritis, when Zola, their youngest, is Mm -hmm. only two years old. Fred will try to make a go of it in St. Louis, where he and Minnie have been living, and he falls in love with a young woman Mm. named Frances White. And they get married in 1928 in April. Mm-hmm. But by September of 1929, she did. Oh. Apparently, her obituary says she suffered from a long illness. Okay. How long could it have been? She was a newlywed in April. Seriously? So I guess she got married, she got sick, and she died. Mm. Oh, my God. Poor Fred. And that probably does it for Fred, for St. Louis. And that's why by 1930, he's living in mm. Bell, Missouri with his in-laws okay. and all these children. I see. Have no fear. Okay. Even though Fred will be sick in 1934, maybe someone named Myrtle Ghent, Mm. who lived right down the street Mm. with her grandparents, brought him some soup Mm. and maybe some chicken and some Mm -hmm. biscuits Mm -hmm. because he marries her in 1935 (laughs) and they have a daughter named Tanya in 1937. Okay. Sadly, Fred Underwood will drop dead in 1944 when Tanya is only seven years old 
and Myrtle will marry again. During all this time, of course, Billy's having a fabulous life of his own, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Billy later. But that was so interesting. Mm-hmm. So that was one, two, mm-hmm. three. That was three wives for him. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. So poor little Fred. Fred. He did his best. But he was sick. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, who's to say? Well, that 10 years later, (laughs) the local and personal will be like Fred did. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. a little more than sick today. Yeah. May 15th, 1934. Mopped and dusted this morning. After dinner, Francis and I washed out some things. Dean was sick, and I waited on her. Francis and I went to Lloyd's for some stuff. We went over to Will's tonight, took a book, started to town, and met Ray. He went back with us. We went to Billy's. John was there. We all sat around, ate some stuff. Sure wish I had a nice fella. May 16th, 1934. Ironed all morning a while. Francis and Mother quilted a quilt for Mrs. McKinney. After dinner, I lay around. Francis and I talked over old times of our popularity. After supper, I sat on the porch a while, came upstairs and read my book. I haven't cleaned up all day. Wish I could go somewhere. So look, Mrs. McKinney. Look at that, Mrs. McKinney. I know. And guess who I did not look up? Mrs. McKinney. I forgot to look up Mrs. McKinney. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, my God. By the I, way, that's my last name for that those is, of you who don't yes, know. Yes. And that was the main, because nothing much happened that day. I just yeah. wanted to be able to say Mrs. Mrs. McKinney. McKinney. Why didn't I look her up? That's I'm an too idiot. Funny. You know what? I'm, you're going to get a moment of from the editing okay. booth with Liz. You and you're going to get McKinney in there. Hi guys, it's Liz in the editing booth. What was I thinking that I didn't look up Mrs. McKinney? Well, now I have. (laughs) Here she is. Her name was Charity Givens, and she was born in 1863 in West Virginia. And in the 1870 census, her family is already living in Mary's County, and her father was a miller, and she was one of like nine children. She will marry James McKinney in 1888. He was a farmer, and they had five children. And James dies in 1923 from tuberculosis. And Four years after Elizabeth writes this diary entry, Mrs. McKinney will die of heart disease. And that's all I know about sweet Mrs. McKinney, but her name is Charity, and I think that's adorable. Uh, But we have an On This Day from the Bell Banner Uh in the May 17th edition. Yeah. It says, a bunch of keys were found in Bell near railroad tracks. Owner may have same by calling at Banner office and paying for this ad. (laughs) (laughs) You lost your keys and you got to pay us for them. (laughs) And you owe us five cents. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Hey, you you got to make your money where you can. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Holding the keys hijacked. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) May 19th, 1934. Worked, read, and went down to the Goodman's to hear Doug, but he didn't come on. After dinner, I went to town after some soap. Came home and bathed and washed my hair, then went over to Lintner's. Billy set my hair. After supper, Francis and I went down to Fred's, sat around a while. Oh, will it always be like this with nothing to do? I think I'll go crazy for long. 
Oh, it's how interesting mm-hmm. that now she's moved to town mm-hmm. and she ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, right. But back in Step Rock, yeah. you were she musicals was and true spelling bees and church things. Yeah. And isn't it? They That's, that community knew they had no right. other entertainment. Right, there's they were a, all in it together. There's a movie theater mm-hmm. in this town. Mm-hmm. There are ads for shows mm-hmm. in every Bell Banner. She just can't afford to go to all of them. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny? Mm. But it made me think of this. Mm. I saw this article in the May 17th Bell Banner, Mm -hmm. and I went back to the diary and said, why doesn't Elizabeth talk about this? So listen to this. This is in that social column. Mm -hmm. About 50 or 60 high school students went on an outing Thursday to the Owens Mill Ford. They took refreshments of sandwiches, ice cream, cookies, and apples. Eugene Francis had the misfortune of very nearly drowning while swimming in the river. And then I thought, why didn't she go? Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. was she not invited? And it's it made me think and then kind of feel bad because we always think of her as like being outgoing and popular right. and dating the boys and getting in the plays. But she wasn't so popular that 50 or 60 kids didn't include her in this outing. Hmm. And she'd been there since February. This is May. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, you just never really know never what's going really on. And she's not writing in the diary, but she is writing in the diary I don't have anything to do. And maybe that entry that I just read a few minutes ago where Francis and I talked over our popularity, Mm -hmm. she's not popular popular here in Bell. Yeah, right. Isn't that, because it's Mm -hmm. such a small, it's so small. Mm -hmm. Well, she's new to town. And she's been there. Well, she's been there before. Right. And now she's back. Right. And she and Bill have broken up Mm -hmm. and she she and Gussie have broken up. Mm -hmm. Francis isn't dating any of the Wallace boys. I mean, Mm -hmm. maybe they're just like, oh, y'all again. Right, you know, right. But that made me sad. Yeah, that was the first time that I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, she's wasn't included. May twenty third, nineteen thirty four. Just did the usual round this morning. Billy came over after dinner, and I went with him to deliver some groceries. Then cleaned up and went over to his house and talked a while. Came home and went to town with Francis. After supper, Francis' mother and I went to prayer meeting. Roland was waiting on me after prayer meeting, took me to town to the drugstore. We came home and talked. This is something interesting. Well, actually, the first time I ever read this diary, Mm -hmm. this was the very first time she called Billy, who spells his name Mm B-I-L-L-I-E. This was the first time she'd ever given him a pronoun. And all this time that she's hanging out with Billy and Billy's doing my hair and Billy's icing angel food cakes with me, I assumed Billy was a woman. And this was the first time I'm like... Billy's a boy. Billy's a boy who likes to do hair and decorate cakes. (laughs) I love that. I know. That makes me so happy. I'm sure it probably wasn't (laughs) easy back in those days to be a boy who did hair real well and made cakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. But this is something that she never talks about, which mm-hmm. shocks me to no end. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even in the Bell Banner. But on May 23rd, 1934, American outlaws Bonnie and Clyde were ambushed and killed Whoa. by law officers on a rural road in Louisiana. Wow. All She's right. never talked. Bonnie and Clyde go yeah. on like, what, a two year murder bank yeah. robbing spree. And she, she never mention mentions it. it. Huh. She mentions the Lindbergh baby exactly mm-hmm. once. Mm-hmm. And it was at the end of the Lindbergh baby mm-hmm. when that. That guy got executed. She never talks about Bonnie and Clyde. Huh. There's a really cool podcast. I think it's mm-hmm. called American History Tellers, and they do a whole Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, cool. Right, was, right. I, I listened to it a while ago. It was pretty fun. May 25th, 1934. Francis and I went with Bud Wayman and Roland to Jefferson City tonight. Went to the boxing match. 
The bell boys boxed. Rex was the only one who won. Gee, I'd like to go with him. A confession I have been keeping from you, dear diary, for a long time. Oh, dear, that T-shirt's getting longer with her boys list. (laughs) right. But I don't think it's a secret because she's already been like, gee, I wish she would date me. I know. So not really a secret. (laughs) Right. But then when I read this entry, it reminded me of something that I saw in the May 10th, Mm -hmm. which was 15 days earlier, Bell Banner. And Mm -hmm. I went back and got it and was like, aha. It says, Jefferson City Boxing Bout. Uh Six of the Bell Boys will journey to Jefferson City Friday night to enter a boxing tournament sponsored by Bill Bayer and Hack Miller. It is to be held at the Jefferson City Boxing Club Gymnasium in the Merchants Bank Building on Jefferson and High Streets. Those entering the tournament are Roland Wallace, <laughs> entered in the heavyweight class, Harold Lang, also in the heavyweight class, Rex Wallace in the light heavy, <sighs> Carl Wallace in the welterweight, Phineas Decker in the lightweight, Kenneth Geikes in the flyweight. The boys will be glad to see a large delegation of bell folk present Friday night to witness this bout. Isn't that neat? I know. They all went there. Yes. And Roland is a Wallace, just Mm -hmm. like Carl and Rex Mm -hmm. and Ray. I mean, all these cousins are boxers. Isn't that fun? The bell boys boxed, she said. Yes, I know. Oh, excuse me. That was my microphone. Yeah, so I thought that was super fun. And I'm so glad I had seen that. Yes, yes. And could go back and grab it. That's so cool. So now I'm going back a lot going, oh, is this party mentioned? I love that, how you can connect the dots through her diaries and the paper. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. May 27th, 1934. Aunt Clara and all her family came today. I didn't go to Sunday school cleaned up, and we all sat out onto the porch. After supper, Francis and I went walking. Rex and Ernie picked us up and took us for a ride. Gosh, I like Rex. Gussie got married to a girl from Lynn. Now, if you have heard our bonus podcasts, Mm -hmm. Gussie marries a girl named Flossie Craig, Mm -hmm. and when we first did the podcast, I couldn't find Flossie Craig to save my life, and she's not in one of our earlier entries, (laughs) but we did find her, and I talked all about her on a bonus episode, and long story short, they weren't married for long, only two years, and Flossie Mm -hmm. Craig ended up being a cook. Mm-hmm. And she worked for a restaurant in town and we had found advertisements mm-hmm. of, you know, the specials for this restaurant with chef, they didn't call her chef, with cook Flossie Craig. Yeah. So that was Gussie's first wife. How many wives does Gussie have? Just two? I think two. Two or three. Yeah. Anyway, but that's, so here's, oh, I, I wonder what Elizabeth thought about that. Yeah, right. Gussie's married. Uh-huh. But in February of 1934, uh-huh. one of the first days uh-huh. she's there, Gussie brings her home. So maybe she thought, oh, I'm going to reunite with Gussie. Well, well, then he got married. Then he got married. A little two-timer. March, April, May, three months later. Mm, Gussie. So that was a quick one. Mm. Like that highway Scratch girl. him off. We got to reprint the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> May 30th, 1934. We all, but Daddy, went out to the cemetery with Mrs. Geikes this morning. When we came back, I was so sickly, I went to bed. Stayed there a long time. Got up and ate a sandwich with Billy and Francis. We all talked and played and sang, cleaned up after supper. Francis' mother and I went downtown. We went over to Lil's. She wasn't home, but we met up with her on the street. Came on home. May wrap-up, 1934. School was out this month. Praise Allah. I was with Ernie twice, Roland three times, and Rex two times. Total seven dates and all. 
Um, when? I when what the dates? Yeah. Yeah. Who? When did she go out with Roland? She went out three times with Rex. Why don't we know about this? Yeah. That that's weird. <laughs> well, you never know what a date consisted of. Maybe I don't know. I just think you would. You know, Ernie and I went riding. I mean, she's been yeah. riding with groups of people. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see any like right. specific Ernie. Yeah. Anyway, this was really interesting. In the last May Bell banner, mm -hmm. there was a letter to the editor, or maybe maybe the editor is writing this himself. It was called The Right to Drink. Mm -hmm. Now, prohibition has been repealed, mm -hmm. and everyone's drinking again. And this, oh, no, this was actually from the Emporia, Kansas Gazette. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Every man, writes a friend to the Gazette, has a right to drink what he pleases, when he pleases, and where, if he wants to go to hell. But it's his business. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It sure is, brother. But the Chicago Safety Council, an organization for promoting safe automobile driving, reports that in January, February, and March 1933, the number of automobile fatalities in that city was 160, while during the same months of 1934, the number was 235, <laughs> an increase of nearly 50%. Is that 50%? If you look at it some weird math way, it is. It had to be a real weird math way because 50% yeah. of 160, 50% uh, increase? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, okay. Why am I, I even trying to do yeah, math? Right. Yeah. Anyway, but it, it continues. And this may mean something. A British news paragraph states that insurance companies advertising automobile liability insurance announces that if you are a total abstainer, you need pay only 85% of the normal premium. <laughs> Yay. It is all right to drink where and when you please, old timer, but you don't stay where you do your drinking. You get into a high-powered murdering machine and infest the highway like a raging lion, a blood-hungry tiger, <laughs> <laughs> or a deadly pestilence. 
society has no right to say whether a man who wants to go to hell his own way <laughs> shall have to go to heaven, not by a jugful. Wow. But society does have a right to say to a man who wants to go to hell by the booze route <laughs> that he shall have no rights on the highway, drunk or sober. Wow. He is the last man to know if he is soused and society should take no chances on him. Wow. The man arrested once for drunkenness should lose his right to drive a car for five years. Hmm. I'm not mad about that. No. Guy had a bee in his bonnet about drinking and driving, but he should have. Yeah, totally. And hey, wait a minute. If you are a total abstainer, first of all, how do they know? I would gladly like... completely stop drinking and mm-hmm. to get a lower insurance premium. <laughs> uh, That's not a problem. I can, yeah, I'll, I'll just have a cup today. of coffee. Yeah, not today. Yeah. But I thought that was fun. That was the end of May. And that's where we're wrapping up today. What about one thing that I know people will ask about is praise oh. Allah. Oh, right. I didn't even mention it. Yeah. We found that to be quite odd. Yeah, it is. She says it many times, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, there's several and times. It's maybe like a flippant. She read it in a book like, I, oh, you know. I think that's exactly either that or maybe they were studying different religions right. in school yeah. and all the kids started saying, praise Allah, exactly. and they don't even know what they're saying. Right. Exactly. It's a teenage so, thing. She was not Muslim. She was Baptist, I think, still. She'll end something. up going to what's called the first Christian church. Okay. That's like her okay. little church. I don't know what that means. All okay. that means is that she believes in the Jesus. Gotcha. But yeah, but that's our um, ending for today. So right. a couple of things for y'all. Rate and review the podcast. And don't forget to leave us a voicemail so you can introduce the podcast. We would love to start that as a trend. So send them on in, y'all. That would be so fun and easy. And thank you for listening to all of episode 19. This was a fun one today. That was great. Oh, my God. I love it. And I cannot wait to start working on episode 20 and reading the bell banner. Oh, my gosh, y'all. This is (laughs) my husband is like, hey, do you want? I'm like, shh. I'm working. <laughs> Read the bell band. He, he's a he's a my grandma's diary widower because I'm yeah. I'm obsessed. Well, and we're all obsessed we with are. y'all who are listening. Yes. So until next Tuesday. Yep. Bye. Ciao. Hi, my name is Tony from Harrisburg, North Carolina, and you're listening to My Grandma's Diaries.